All right, we've got all our guests in, on the line. I'm Doug Livingston. This is the Renewable Energy Hour, and joining me as, as usual is Alex Aragon. Hey, Alex. Hey, Doug. Alex, Alex is on a marginal phone connection, so bear with us there. And in fact, we have three people on the phone lines. Uh, we have two guests tonight from the Grassroots Institute, Marcy Snyder and Peter McMame. Did I say that right? McNamee. There's Oh, it's an N and not an M right after the C. All right. I got that wrong. Um, but uh, we we had a guest drop out, and, and you volunteered to jump in, and I'm afraid we haven't done our homework, so we're going to let you do most of the talking tonight. Um, what is the Grassroots Institute? When were you formed, and what are you doing right now? Well, I... I can't tell you exactly when we were formed because I joined in January. I'm a relatively new member. I can tell you it goes back at least 10 years that they have taught uh, coursework, at least workshops at the College of the Redwoods here in Fort Bragg when it was the College of the Redwoods and also at, at, in Willis. But what, what's... Uh, it's been a very, very active group, and they take up different um, different topics every year to address, make, the world a better place to work for the, as they call it, we call it progressive solutions for the common good. Aggressive so solutions for the common good. All right. Peter, what's your role and how long have you been with them? Uh, well, um, I've, I've been a little, little bit longer than Marcy. Uh, for me, it's been about uh, two years now uh, working with the Institute. Um, we're all volunteers. Uh, this is definitely a grassroots organization. Nobody gets paid. Uh, it, it's a, a forum for people in Mendocino County to come together and, as Marcy said, to focus on uh, concerns that are uh, community-wide. And uh, we work to educate ourselves by uh, you know, looking at the literature and uh, talking to experts, consulting with public officials and uh, uh, private business leaders, and uh, uh, as we educate ourselves, uh, we try to identify, uh, as Marcy said, common sense solutions to the problems facing our county. And uh, we advocate uh, for the ones that we think are going to benefit the entire community. And, so, so what? Uh, what are past year, what are those common sense solutions you think are going to benefit that you guys focus on? Well, this, this past year, working on. The, the, what we're most active on at the moment is um, uh, petitioning, basically. We have submitted recommendations to the city of Fort Bragg and the county of Mendocino requesting that they take some one-time stimulus monies that they uh, have received half of already and take those monies and put approximately 10% for the county. It would be a little bit more than 10%. It would be $2 million, to put solar systems on their buildings, to install electric vehicle charging stations on their properties, and to help the Mendocino Transit Authority to, uh, to, to move to an all-electric fleet. Um, the city of Fort Bragg so far hasn't taken any action. Well, it, it sounds like more... County has passed a resolution, kind of based on our recommendations. It sounds like more than two million dollars that you're asking for. We are asking for 
$2 million for them to get the ball rolling. This is just the beginning. Okay, to get the ball rolling. You're not going to get all that done with $2 million. Oh, oh, no way. (laughs) The idea is to to just get it started. So far, not much has happened within the governments of Mendocino County. So we're asking the county and uh, the city of Fort Bragg to take some of these one-time stimulus monies they're getting from the American Rescue Plan Act and get get the ball rolling. And then maybe they can get some snatching funds. There's a good chance they can get public and private grants in order to keep the momentum happening in order to convert our county completely, at least the public sector, to 100% carbon free. And and that's the goal. And so yesterday, the Board of Supervisors voted on a resolution, and they unanimously passed it. And they it's, it's changed from our very specific uh, recommendations. It does it does address the climate crisis. It does uh, address having a carbon-free county, and and it is to dedicate two million dollars in federal funds for carbon reduction. Secure additional funding to further augment this initial investment, to identify and retrofit county buildings with solar systems, to develop a simplified uh, permit process for photovoltaic and battery backup systems within the county, Uh, to purchase 100% carbon-free power wherever possible, to encourage and support the installation of additional renewable power generation, including geothermal, solar, and wind, to support the work of the Mendocino Transit Authority to electrify their fleet, and also the last point they have here is to support the electrification of the fleet of the, of the county of Mendocino, along with extensive installation of electric vehicle charging chargers, including fast charging stations. This is going to take probably millions upon millions of dollars. I mean, $2 million isn't even going to begin to, to touch it. Well, it begins. It will, it will begin. A beginning. So go ahead. Peter, how, would you like to comment on that? I think Marcy's point is um, it's a big agenda. We, we know uh, that climate change uh, is uh, going to require that we adapt. Um, and uh, that means the private sector uh, has to change how it operates. Um, we personally, um, as uh, members of the community and as consumers, are going to have to change how we live our lives. And government is going to have to make some big changes in terms of how it does business and how it sees its role. Um, and so what, what we wanted to do and what we have done um, is we've gone to our local government um, and uh, put this proposal to them. We, we see three things um, in our proposal that we think are good common sense uh, approaches that move us in that direction. Uh, one is to put solar panels to generate electricity and to tie those to batteries so that we have... Uh, a uh, carbon-free source of electricity to uh, uh, to run our businesses, to live our lives, and to operate our government, um, and that uh, we we also uh, free ourselves from being dependent upon uh, a grid 
Um, and, uh, and when we have wildfires and floods and natural disasters and uh, the power lines fail, um, we have a backup uh, that provides us the ability to continue to operate. Um, we start to develop microgrids uh, so that we get ourselves some security from uh, grid uh, failure. Um, we also see that, and I'll move to a second issue that we think is very important uh, and that needs to be addressed, uh, and that is that uh, our transportation system nationwide is going to change. Uh, mm-hmm. The federal government um, has already made the commitment. Uh, the state government has already made the commitment to um, transition uh, to a uh, primarily uh, uh, electric fleet uh, of automobiles and trucks on our roads uh, over the next uh, 10 to 15 years. Um, virtually everybody who who has monitored any of the literature in, in the auto industry will tell you that every major manufacturer of automobiles is converting over to uh, electric vehicle platforms for all of their models. Um, and uh, in the next five to ten years, it's, it's going to have a dramatic impact uh, on Mendocino County uh, in the sense that we're in a county that uh, is heavily dependent on tourism uh, mm-hmm. as an economic basis for much of how uh, the people in Mendocino make a living. And uh, tourists are going to make the choice about their tourist destinations on the basis of the availability of fast chargers and electric chargers uh, to get them where they want to go efficiently and effectively, and then to get them back home. And if a jurisdiction or a county or a tourist destination um, doesn't have an adequate infrastructure of uh, charging stations for those uh, vehicles, then people are going to go other places. So one of the big challenges for Mendocino County, and one that we have to step up to, uh, is to provide a sufficient number of uh, charging stations for vehicles um, as we go forward. I mean, virtually, when you think about it, what that means is um, that in a few years, you're not going to be able to find a gas station. <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> thinking about the, the number of gas the stations. It's going to be electric or fuel cell. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't have charging stations, people aren't going to go there. Hello? So you, go you, ahead. I, you're I you, you. going to need charging stations, you know, all over the place. And uh, you're going to need them in, you know, remote places so that people can stop on their way to farther places. You're not just going to need them on the coast and in Ukiah. You're going to need them, you know, in Laytonville and, you know, in the long stretches of 101. Uh, And I've always been fascinated how little people address how charging stations are going to be funded. It's as if, you know, we put in the charging station and somebody else pays for the electricity. Do you, do you envision there'll be, you know, pay-to-charge charging stations? Because that seems like... Well, there already are. Yeah? There already are. Yeah, yeah. sure. Most of the ones uh, I've seen... The, the, that, that, the mechanism uh, uh, for uh, uh, the vast bulk of, of vehicles uh, on the road, uh, you know... It, you're going to have to pay for the electricity for mm-hmm. your vehicle. It's got to be. Um, in some cases, people are going to offer incentives. Um, uh, a lot of uh, the tourist industry, the hotels, the B&Bs and such, 
um, they may very well offer an incentive to attract people to come stay at their, uh, their facilities. We hear you. Charging. Marcy, I'm sorry. Marcy, are you trying to jump in? Marcy's not hearing us. We hear her, but she okay. doesn't hear us. I'm going to fill the blank here. All right, go ahead. She gets back on. Um, so what I'm saying is uh, that that is what's going to happen in the future. And you're absolutely right. Um, they're going to have to be charging stations because of the limited range of the vehicles, although that's changing pretty rapidly now. They're uh, vehicle ranges up in the four and 500-mile range. We um, got you again, Marcy. Um, and uh, that's going to mean... Uh, but you're right. There's going to have to be charging stations in places. Uh, and I, that gets back to my point. Um, government's going to have to play a role here. If we're going to be a tourist economy, um, we're going to have to uh, step up in terms of providing those charging stations along the roadways. Hi, I'm, I, I got dropped off somehow. No, you hung up. We could hear you. You could hear me. I could not hear you. Huh, that oh was that was interesting. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. Well, you're back. You're on a different line now, so we've occupied all the call-in lines. Um, okay. So can I make a couple of comments here, and I don't know if Peter made them or not, and that is that the Grassroots Institute is working with the Board of – we're all working together with the Board of Supervisors, Sonoma Clean Power, and the, Gra and the Board of Supervisors' own advisory committee. It's called the Mendocino County Climate Action Advisory Committee. And just to let the public know, that advisory committee, which is board-appointed, wanted the board to increase the amount that they're initially going to spend on projects from $2 million to $4 million. They wanted it doubled. And um, uh, I think that's very important for the public to know. And... Um, you know, we really want to go to other to the cities, uh, all the cities, and encourage them to, to jump on board, so that we can really get even more momentum going. We've got we're started here. We've got the boat in the water, and we're starting to paddle it. And we we're going to need to paddle it a lot harder. And it's going to take a lot of energy of a lot of people. Well, it sounds like and, you need more people. And one thing we haven't done is is ask you, you know, how can people join you? How can people join us? Well, if people, well, they can call in tonight, certainly, and ask questions, make comments. That is, that is, would be wonderful. Um, well, right now they, they want, can't. If information we, we, on how to, to do things, they can, uh, they can email uh, uh, one of the people who's on the steering committee. Uh, uh, and that, that email address is C Durkee, and that's C D. U R K E E at M C N dot org. So what we would like to do, Doug, to answer your question is we'd like to form cooperative efforts with other with other individuals, other organizations out there. If there's any citizens groups out there who wanna jump on board, uh, we would be more than happy to support and and further this effort. Uh, like I said, the momentum is going, and and we need to keep it up. And we have four incorporated cities in this county. Sorry about that. I, Are you there? I think I, uh, I, I think Alex uh, lost his connection, and that's what we heard. 
Uh, okay. So there's momentum happening, and I, I do encourage people to contact um, that email address to contact Carrie to find, get any information that they want, and also to call in, please. So, uh, yeah, anybody who wants to, to help out in this effort and go to their city council uh, and try to build coalitions throughout the county to make to affect positive change for for, for the think local think globally act locally you know and the government really needs to to be an example to the citizens. I, I can tell you some of the things we've been doing to encourage people to be involved in the process at at the institute. We we have. Uh, been putting out press releases to the media. Um, we've been going on radio talk shows to build public awareness. Uh, Marcy uh, and uh, another uh, of the Institute uh, uh, volunteers has done a huge job of going to shopping malls and to individual businesses, uh, circulating petitions for people to sign to support these initiatives uh, for solar power, for vehicle chargers, for uh, electrifying the Mendocino Transit Authority bus fleet. Um, we've been going to boards of supervisor meetings um, and commenting and urging them to take action. Um, and we encourage other citizens to do that as well. Uh, we've been doing that with uh, the city councils um, in, in uh, Mendocino County. Um, as we're we're able to do, and uh, so we urge citizens to contact their city council members, their board of supervisors members, let them know uh, that that they you know need to take action in in these initiatives. And um, what and, what uh, action? As Marcy said, we're starting to build some real energy in the county. Uh, we've had over forty businesses in the county endorse. Um, the proposals that we put forward, and we've had more than 650 people sign petitions uh, uh, to support those initiatives as well. So there's lots of ways for people to get involved, and everyone should be looking for opportunities to do that. Well, what, 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 there, there are some other organizations who have been uh, more on the peripheral of, of supporting this, but they have also been somewhat active, and that's the Mendocino County League of Women Voters. <clears throat> excuse me, the Coast Democratic Club <clears throat> and the Inland Democratic Club. And uh, and there's a whole slew of other organizations, but these are the three that have been uh, the most active. The League of Women Voters put letters to the editor uh, in the Beacon Advocate and uh, the Ukiah Daily Journal su supporting our recommendations to the Board of Supervisors. So I highly encourage people to jump on board to contact that email address, and I can certainly repeat that whenever you think it's appropriate, Doug. Well, let me and, let me see if I got it right. It was C-D-U-R-K-E-E at mcm.org. Correct. All right. That's it. Join We're up. taking yeah. comments from callers. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, is this a caller that I, I have on the It is a caller. I'm not a guest. You, 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 what number did you dial? You didn't come in on the studio line. I thought you were Alex. 
Oh no, I came in on the well, I came in on the eight nine five two four four eight. No kidding, that went to line five. I thought that didn't happen. <laughs> I thought you were Alex. Well, you may want me to hang up. Well, no, that, no. I I <laughs> expect my guests will will enjoy it, uh, enjoy the call, and and the fact that I won't have to hang up on them and put on some music and move them over to the two lines go. that I thought were reserved for non-listener Collins. But go ahead, listener. What do you, what do you what's your comment or question? I have a couple of comments to make. Um, I do have an electric car. It's a Volt, uh, a Bolt, I'm sorry, um, all-electric vehicle. Um, I do have another vehicle in our family that is gas-driven. It's a Prius, so it's one of the hybrids. What I'm finding right now on the coast and this conversation, of course, it's very important that we put in these charging stations for visitors to come. But it is equally and probably more important that we have these charging stations available for people who choose to drive electric here on the coast. So what, caveat, what's missing? Har- I was shocked. I was shocked when I went to Harvest Market, and they have eight Tesla charging stations. So you can only charge in one of those eight parking spaces if you have a Tesla the one charging station that they have hidden over, behind, in the back, in the corner, in the furthest part, accepts all different kinds of car vehicles because you have to have a certain kind of nozzle to plug into these cars, you know, to, to recharge them. And they only have two spaces, which has been adequate. I've only once or twice not been able to charge because someone else was there. But now they've also taken the space for van handicapped accessible. So it's very, not only is it confusing, but it's being, those spaces are being encroached upon and they're making it harder for people who live here to charge your vehicles. The city of Fort Bragg has put in charging stations at town hall and at their public parking space very close to town hall. A number of um, state parks, too. There. Yeah, so it's available. The state park has them. Um, if you live north of town, we I noticed one, much to my surprise, it was a delight. Um, Casper Community Center has one. Um, so there are a few, but these ones and twos, as more people do start driving electric cars, and you're right, Doug, they're getting further and further mileage. They regen on these downhills. It takes it takes less for me to come home from Willits. I have more juice when I arrive than it does for me to get to Willits. Well, I, I, so, mu- I must say, it, you can't blame Harvest because my guess is that the Tesla, oh no, Tesla funded no, those. No, no, and, no. and no one else was funding the generic ones. No, those are, those are, uh, those are part of the... Um, are part of the whoever owns that whole complex there is that 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 was actually paid that was that was actually done those charging stations and the ones in the state parks and the ones by city hall the the city didn't put those in Uh, they gave the permit for them the 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 mendocino land trust went after the grant money to have those 14 charging stations placed around the county, including the one near at that at the boatyard shopping center where Harvest Market is, that, it's kind of tucked away and hidden. That was the one. City Hall. And so, and and the and the Tesla ones so were were funded by Tesla. 
This, right. I get that. And, well, and I, I kind off. of laughed and said, if you can afford a Tesla, <laughs> I guess you can afford to, you know, come up. Anyway, I, I just got kind of crazy because it was not, it didn't feel like we're really thinking about the people who live here. There are people who live here who own Teslas. So, you know, I'm not saying nobody should have a Tesla station, just. We might think of everybody, not just those with the biggest pocketbook. And as far as gas stations, a lot of people can't afford electric cars. They're not cheap. Um, no car is cheap. And a lot of people are making those gas cars work for their families and making them happen. So we're just we're sort of living in these between times. But as we do that, I would love to see us all um, think about everyone's needs and trying to get that accomplished, not just let's get the tourist dollar here at all costs, and that's the only reason that we really need to have these stations, because that's not. And what, there was one other thing. It eluded me, so I'll thank, oh, I thank you so much for telling me who helped fund. Um, who did I lose? Looks like I lost uh both of my guests. How did that happen? I've got a caller. Who's this? Uh, this is Peter. You lost me. Yeah, I heard you. I thought I heard you hang up. I thought I heard you made a comment about being lost and, and hanging up. Oops. What is going on? Uh, I'm afraid to hit that drop button. And I think that is Marcy calling back. Okay, nope. are we back on the air? I got you. You're on the air, and everybody's hearing my fumbling at the buttons. Well, um, you have my sympathy. Anyway, where, where can I, where can I uh, fill in here? Fill in. Uh, on, I, I want to know about charging, talk about, charging uh, stations. Getting access to uh, charging, uh, and, and uh, I want to recognize that problem of um, we're, we're rolling out electric vehicles really fast, but one of the things that hasn't happened is any kind of standardization of uh, the vehicles in terms of their charging capacity. So uh, Tesla uh, it has uh, moved in the direction of proprietary chargers, and, and uh, it's a big concern. Uh, uh, Volkswagen has also uh, uh, moved forward to develop its own network uh, for vehicle chargers, and then we have on top of that a charge point, and uh, they uh, have a, uh, uh, a charging system. So we have a lot of different proprietary systems out there, um, and and it really speaks to the need for government to intervene uh, to kind of standardize uh, what the charging uh, station requirements are going to be uh, or figure out a way to provide such a diversity of uh, charging stations that, uh, regardless of what your vehicle is equipped with in terms of charging capacity, that you'll be able to charge it. Um, but those are technical problems. Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm also need and deserve uh, some government leadership, and I would encourage the caller and others who are concerned about that to start voicing those opinions to their boards of supervisors, their city council members, their state legislators, and uh, their congressional uh, representatives. Um, uh, we we need to move forward on this, and it's going to happen pretty darn fast. And 
it's going uh, to it's going to happen faster to the wheel, so to speak. Yeah, it's going to happen faster than we're rolling with it. And and most of these early ones were early adopter systems funded by nonprofits and whatnot, and and are often free, or somebody else put the investment in to put the station in. You know, is there some sort of economic model where where people are going to put them in and 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 charge for refilling is that happening outside of you know vw networks or will we have a generic well, gas station it. yeah well isn't tesla largely funding yeah the rollout right, right. uh tesla's a big player yeah okay okay so i guess that's like shell station or somebody like that but unfortunately they're like apple in that their equipment doesn't match anyone else I want to say there are also private providers who are starting to to install uh, charging stations um, with the idea that they're going to charge uh, uh, for the electricity. Um, one of the things that that potentially could be a a, a huge uh, way to finance uh, a lot of this infrastructure is uh, to hook up solar panels to batteries and then hook up those systems to chargers and uh, and sell the electricity um, in order to pay off the capitalization costs. Um, uh, so, you know, that's another, you, you, you almost, you know, one, one of the things I guess I, I think about is what, what would happen if we took out all the parking meters in every city and, and instead swapped in chargers? <laughs> and I bet your cities and counties and local jurisdictions would make more money to support infrastructure in their communities from those charging stations as the number of uh, electrical vehicle uh, drivers starts to be 20, 30, 40, 60, 80 percent of the total vehicles on the road. Yeah, that's there. So, there's I, an idea. If I step in, if Jump I could in. step in with some comments here, uh, I got somehow the phone line. I got dropped off somehow someplace. <laughs> but um, in any case, I'd like to, I, I think that the government needs to step up and get the, really start funding these, these charging stations, start getting the ball rolling, going after private grants uh, and public grants. And uh, it, it really needs to happen. And local government needs to do it. Like I said, Think globally, act locally. I would like to address the women's concerns about lower-income people, people with median and lower incomes, not being able to buy these vehicles. And it's true, they're expensive, just like any new vehicle or used vehicle. You can get a used electric vehicle. It's older. The batteries are might be a bit depleted, but they're very functional uh, for around seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars, which isn't too bad. Uh, there are some funding programs currently. They're 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 out of money, but in the new funding cycle, they will have more money. And one of them's implemented by Sonoma Clean Power to for to help people purchase these vehicles. The other one is uh, implemented by uh, the Clean Vehicle Assistance Program, which is how I got my all-electric vehicle. They, they definitely gave me, uh, I got a $5,000 grant for the, the purchase of my vehicle, which is a substantial grant. And uh, so they help. They can assist. They also are out of funding. They're waiting for the next funding cycle to get a limited amount of money. A limited amount of people can apply. People who want to get hybrids can get $2,500, or they could, through this program. We'll see what the, net, the parameters are for the up-and-coming programs. 
So there are programs out there to help people. Um, And and the prices are coming down. Really needs to do something, and they need to make it possible for people to charge their vehicles. They need to get a zero carbon footprint uh, on their public properties. And the best way I can see to do that in the most economical way is to put on photovoltaic systems. And but in order for the government, the local governments, the the poor cities and the counties, to do this, the citizens are going to need to go to their representatives and say, look, we need to do this. And they're going to need to get organized and understand what it is, the process they need to do, which is where we can definitely step in it, and we want to, and assist people in getting their needs met, getting our needs met, not only for the tourists, but for everybody, for us who live here. This is our home, and we definitely need the economic vibe but we also need the ability to move around. So. I think oh. I think we have another caller. Hello, caller. Are you there? Uh, I guess not. Caller, are you hearing us? Oh, we'll drop that one. Um, I, I, I'm thinking in terms of the economic model, uh, how we rely on grants and public funding for charging stations for all the gas stations in the world. It is not going to happen. No, it's not. I well, agree. Just, but just keep also, in mind. There's also private funding that can come down the line also. Right. And the, the manufacturers of these vehicles and th- these electric vehicles, more and more of them are being made all the Hello? Hello. No, I, we... Keep okay, getting, we keep getting dropped calls. Peter, you had something you were going to say. Yeah, just keep in mind, uh, this is a, a tipping point moment for our entire society, um, not just here in Mendocino or California or even the United States. It's a, it's a global uh, phenomenon. We're all going to deal with climate change and what it means. And, and as, as we've seen in, from history, um, the role of government uh, frequently is to partner with the private sector um, and uh, to partner with the citizenry uh, to make things happen and make them happen fast. And uh, so, for example, you know, we th- there have been massive uh, subsidies for fossil fuels over the past hundred years from our government. Um, and if the federal government and the state government, local government made the same kind of effort to stimulate green renewable energy sources, um, the same kind of uh, uh, effective, fast movement, um, fast transition in our society is also possible. We, we have the capacity to do it. We have the technology to do it. We have the resources to do it. Um, the only thing that's holding us back is really a commitment to do it. And uh, that's where citizen action groups like uh, the uh, Grassroots Institute uh, come in. We're trying to say, you know, in a democracy, the changes that have the greatest impact and benefit on our lives bubble up from the bottom because we, as the people of this country, make them happen. But they won't happen. If you're relying on the private sector to do you a good turn, if you're relying on government leaders to always be looking out for your interests, you're going to be sadly misled. Um, It's only going to happen if we step up. 
and uh, and and so that's what the challenge is for all your viewers out there uh, is it's time it's time to stand we cannot afford uh, to uh, be slow and, um, and you know the, the the clock is ticking the windows are shutting um, and if we intend to survive uh, in our on our own planet we need to move the needle now on, on that note, if you want to get together with the Grassroots Institute, I'm told the best way to do that is to contact the email address cdurkee at mcm.org. Yes, and there's also, we have a website. Uh, oh, good. We've been around many, many years, and we have a website. And it's uh, grassroots-institute.org. Dot org and people can go to that website um, and go to the climate action page and you can see our recommendations and what's been going on and how how hard we we've really been working very very hard to get this done and it, and it takes work and as Peter is saying oh my gosh it takes public participation citizens and there and there are any groups they affiliate with it's not going to happen government's not going to take action unless we pressure from the people help them to move towards that democracy is a participatory uh, process and and the one of the most effective ways to participate is to get a group together get community support go to your local government officials and ask them to take positive action for the common good um i just want to make sure i have the email address Yes, it's www.grassroots-institute.org. And you can find a lot of information there. And like I said before, the contact is c-d-u-r-k-e-e at mcn.org. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to call in, please do, and we can talk about uh, what our process was as we went through to to actually get some momentum going, get the board of supervisors to take some action, even though it wasn't exactly what I what we asked for. It was definitely a positive step forward. Um, well, and maybe I should just talk about that a little bit. Right, we, we've got um, callers. So, so the first thing we did, uh, aside from deciding. <laughs> What we wanted to do was to submit uh, to the county our recommendations very formally on on our letterhead, and then we went out and we got endorsements. We stood in front of Harvest Market and we got approximately six hundred uh, six hundred and fifty signatures from citizens that said that they wanted this to happen, and that's just at Harvest Market here in Fort Bragg. So countywide, you can just imagine. And then we went forward and we got, as Peter mentioned, we got endorsements from over 40 organizations and businesses. And um, then the next step, and Peter can jump in here any time and talk about the process that we went through, we started making presentations at the board of supervisors to the board of supervisors we we contacted uh our our local supervisor he came to our meeting we discussed this he talked about uh crafting a resolution 
Uh, a couple of the supervisors got together. They crafted that resolution. We put out PSAs, public service announcements. We went on the radio telling people what we did. We just kept moving forward. We encouraged well, I, I want, I want to move forward. I don't want to talk about what you've done. I want to talk about where you're going and what you want to do and, and let people join in on the conversation. Well, I agree. I, I, uh, um, where we're going is we're looking for more community support. We're going to be following up with what the supervisors are doing and making sure that these funds get spent in it to, to make car, uh, Mendocino County carbon free, just yeah. like they said, to get the solar yeah. panels up, right. to, to get the electric vehicle charging stations you, you, and to do whatever it is, get rid of their natural gas, whatever they need to do. Yeah. You've and, already said all this. Um, can can we let some listeners talk? On that, but we want to see other people come forward. We can't do it all. We're just a small group of people. Well, let, we can't go to all the Let, let some other people county. talk then. Beg pardon? I said let some other people talk then. Oh, please. Okay. Let's see if this poor person who's been on hold for seven minutes is still there. Ah, hello, caller. You're on the air. I caught a dump just in time. Somebody used a bad word, and so if listeners out there, you may have realized it was a sudden jump. That's because somebody used a bad word about turning off the radio. Um, and hopefully that got caught. Let's take this call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Got to turn your radio off. If you got to turn your radio off. Okay, so people who are trying to call in, if you call in with your radio on, you are going to be seven seconds behind where the phone is, and the phone is what's going to go out in seven seconds. Um, actually, it's only 5.6 seconds now because we're catching back up on that last uh obscenity dump wow two shows in a row i've been doing this show for 20 years and two shows in a row i've used or should have used the obscenity dump um <laughs> so uh it's eight nine five two four four eight well that was passionate about turning the radio off uh let's try it one more time hello caller you're on the air well, that was passionate about oh, you've got your radio on, too. It's off. It's off. Okay. Okay. Now we can hear you without strange echoes in the background. Okay, great. So, my name's Carrie Durkee. That's the same uh, spelling as what we have been saying about the email. But I, want, I wanted to mention to uh, Peter and Marcy about the infrastructure funds that are federally coming down from, you know, from the federal government. So that is the money that can be asked for if you go after, you know, we, we have a resolution already. You can use our material. You go to come, you know, get to me or to the website, look at the resolution that was passed already by the Board of Supervisors, 5 to 0. If you want to um, form a group and go to one of the cities in the county, you know, the infrastructure money from the feds is what we're asking for now. So there's infrastructure money for the county and for the municipalities? I believe so. Okay. Yes. So, yes. so yes, Fort, Fort Bragg is already and working towards something. Is Ukiah? Well, uh, you know, Fort I don't Bragg know how much. Is, uh, considering it, 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 we've been presenting the same information to the Fort Bragg City Council, but we haven't gotten much traction to date. 
doesn't mean that we won't in the future, but there's, it was uh, just sent to the other cities in the county, but not followed up upon. Okay. When, you know, we are so, a small group, and so, we've just gone as far as we can, and now we're trying to have a lot of mushrooms come up everywhere with the right. same idea. Why not? Join hands and... Let's get this so people on in, the road. With people in Fort Bragg, people in Willits, people in Point Arena, and people in Ukiah, join up. There you go. Yeah. Thank you very much. Let me, let me just hey, speak thank you. to that if I can. Um, thank you. You know, Carrie's point is really strong because uh, what she's saying is, is that, uh, you know, the county is, uh, and the cities are getting uh, millions and millions of dollars right now. Millions and millions of dollars. This is money that's coming down from the federal government uh, for economic development pur- purposes. And uh, I don't think uh, much of the citizenry is really aware of just how that money's being spent. Well, and, sometimes uh, it's not being spent. That, sometimes we get we get money. We wanted to see. And it doesn't get spent. What we, what we wanted to see happen uh, is uh, to to have uh, the citizens get involved in that process. And you asked, what, what happens next? Well, what happens next is in September, in, in the case of the county, um, the county staff is going to be presenting the Board of Supervisors with a specific list of uh, uh, projects that uh, would be funded out of the money that uh, uh, we have proposed to be set aside, or the $2 million. Um, and these will be things like putting... Uh, solar panels on uh, county buildings, hooking them up to chargers, uh, to, excuse me, to batteries, uh, so that they can store the electricity that's charged during the daytime and run the county buildings uh, at night, um, uh, making that, that uh, power available during uh, public uh, 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 power shutdowns, uh, available to the public, um, converting the, the county fleet uh, from fossil fuel vehicles over to electric vehicles. Um, and, uh, and the Mendocino Transit Authority is in the process of developing uh, a transition of its fleet of buses uh, to uh, electric buses and to fuel cell buses. No, so, no, no uh, looking these at, are at hybrids. Things that are happening in the next few months that people can go talk to their elected representatives about and say, you know, I'd like to have uh, a, a solar-powered uh, 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 battery charging system uh, in my neighborhood, um, can you do that? And and how would we get that done? With a lot of money. I, do you guys realize how expensive batteries are? I don't, ha- I don't have Alex on anymore, but it's expensive to cycle batteries uh, as yet. It's well, com- we, you know we, what? This is a starting point, and we're not asking for a lot of money. We're asking for an initial investment and to, to get the ball rolling, to get more things happening. I believe that the manufacturers that are going to produce these electric vehicles, or they're going to want to have charging stations. They're going to be funding them. That's going to be where the pri- a lot of the private sector money comes from is what I think. They're going to figure out a way to funnel money into it. And But we need to get the ball rolling because, really, we're looking, at, uh, at a tremendous climate crisis. We have drought in the county. We have fires. People need to come forward 
this is well, at least I think so. I mean, I'd like to see people come forward uh, and and participate in this process and go to our website and contact Carrie at that email address and and find out how they can get on board to make con- take concrete actions to make concrete change in addressing the climate change. If we don't try, Doug, we're sunk. Oh yeah, you know? I I agree. You know we. We've got to try, and and I understand we're talking about millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, but we're spending that on gasoline in this county well, every year. We're, people, we're, people, and on automobile repairs, and on all the other stuff. It's time to change over to a, well, to the, a, to a cleaner environment. The electricity costs too, but uh, but I will take the argument that we need to shift our our government subsidies away from fossil fuels and and toward renewables i agree with you totally well the cities and the counties have to buy a lot of uh, gas to run their fleets Um, and what we know from the technology is that uh, the payback for solar systems hooked up to batteries to charge um, electric vehicles um, is less than 10 years Uh, so the capital investment uh, can the, be depreciated. That, that's that's uh, a that's a solar system. That's a solar the, system with the, no batteries. The cities and the counties. That you got it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. I got to interrupt. Free electricity. Those for, numbers. They don't have to pay gas and, uh, for or natural gas. Those numbers you just gave are a solar system with no batteries. With batteries, you take it out to 30, 40 years. Not according to the head of the uh, the engineer that heads up the Sonoma Clean Power. Mm-hmm. He testified before the board of supervisors. Um, uh, at on Tuesday's hearing and said that, you know, given the current technology for batteries and solar panels, um, that, that they can have uh, a payback in 10 years. Hmm, I'm skeptical. Well, you know. Oh, they may have a much better buying power and, and be able to get the prices a lot cheaper than I can when they're buying 10,000 of them at once. Um and, well, and the price and the prices about. the prices are coming down. Massive purchases. Uh, the prices are coming down, and massive purchases can do it. But uh, but I'm I'm nervous about encouraging individual people to think that solar with batteries is within most people's budget with a reasonable payback. I'm skeptical it, it, on that. It's not reasonable to expect that. That's totally uh, beyond what most people can afford. And I've lived with solar for 35 years, um, and I love it, man. I love having an electric car. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, want to, I just want to reiterate, we need to, to form coalitions here. Um, uh, we, we've done the basic footwork. Uh, people can take our blueprint and use it directly. Uh, we, we would love it if people step forward their organization step forward in in addressing the climate crisis hey i gotta i gotta end it here and and say thank you marcy snyder and peter mcnamee um from the grassroots institute if you want to get more information grassroots-institute.org or email c-d-u-r-k-e-e at mcm.org and thanks for being the guest tonight 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you can go to kzyx.org to find more shows and content like this one. While there, you can stream us live or check out our jukebox. And if you like what you hear, consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. We are Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Woolitz and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Thanks for listening.